In moderation, wine is a very pleasant thing, said Mr Love, as you have seen with your mother's elderflower wine. Your mother was so kind as to send me a bottle, nay, several over the last few years, and I'm most partial to a sip of it. Speaking of bees, however, I have a record I could play concerning bees. He sorted through his box of records and pulled out one of the delicious-looking brown paper sleeves. You may have heard about the queen bee, but this is a song about a king bee. He placed the record on the turntable and carefully set the needle down. There followed the familiar hiss and crackle, and then Slim Harpo broke out like Armageddon. Well, I'm a king bee, buzzing around your hive. Said I'm a king bee, baby, buzzing around your hive. Yeah, I can make honey, baby, if you'll just let me come inside. That harmonica playing is like nothing I've ever heard before. I didn't know harmonicas could make sounds like that. The ones I've heard sound nothing like that at all. I've got one at home, but I've never made sounds like I heard on this record. Ah, I think I know why that may be, Victor. Does your harmonica have a little silvery knob on one end that you can press to change pitch? Yes, I said, amazed. How did you know? It's not secret, Victor. Almost all the harmonicas in music shops are like that. They're called chromatic harmonicas because they can produce every note of the chromatic scale. The chromatic scale means all 12 notes with all the sharps and flats. Sharps and flats? Yes. Do you have a piano at home? I replied that we had a piano and he asked me whether I ever played on it. I said that I had fun tinkling about on it. Well then, you will have noticed that there are black keys as well as white keys, and the sharps and flats are all the black keys. If you start on any note and play 12 notes one after another, you come back to the same note, but a note that is higher in pitch. Have you noticed that when you've been exploring the instrument? Yes, I have. It's interesting that two notes sound the same, but one's higher and the other is lower. It seems to go all the way up the piano. Yes, it does, Victor, well observed. That is called an octave. I think this might be getting too complicated for you. A, a little, but maybe if you tell me again, or if you tell me a few times, I'll remember. Good for you, Victor. I am sure you will learn about this at school at some point, but there's no harm in getting started early, is there? No, Mr Love, I really want to know as much as possible about music. Well then, what next? Ah, yes, we were talking about the chromatic harmonica. Now that is not what Slim Harpo is playing. Slim Harpo and most blues musicians use the diatonic harmonica. In fact, they don't even call them harmonicas. They call them harps. 
in the way that some people call the harmonica a mouth organ. But most blues musicians simply call them harps. This was fascinating. I wish that school was like this. So, I smiled broadly, that's why he's called Slim Harpo. Correct, Victor, top of the class. I'm really glad to know all these things. Thank you very much for telling me. I do so like to hear all these things about blues. Oh, to finish the lesson, I will tell you about the blues harp. The blues harp, I shall call them harps now you know what I mean, is actually a cheaper instrument than the chromatic harmonica. The harp is called diatonic because it will only play in one key. This is perhaps a little too complicated to explain all at once, Victor, but think of it as an instrument that cannot play all 12 notes. It only plays notes that go together. There are always eight of these notes in the 12 note chromatic scale. Those notes are called a key and there is a different key or set of eight notes for every note in the chromatic or 12 note scale. I was utterly lost, yet riveted. Mr Love was explaining the secrets of the universe. I was amazed that music was made of so many different things and it all followed such an elaborate system. Although I couldn't really grasp it, it seemed highly graspable. I just needed to hear it enough times and maybe ask some questions. This means that you need 12 harps if you are a professional harp player. Are you still following my explanation? This is a little difficult, I know. Yes, I will need 12 harps when I'm a professional blues player. Yes, indeed you will, young Victor. There were some things that were a bit difficult though. Would you mind explaining again, everything again on another day, so that I will be able to understand a bit more? Certainly, Victor, just as long as you don't become bored by it. I will never become bored, I squeaked. I want to know everything there is to know about blues and all about music. Mr Love chuckled at my enthusiasm. Well, I'm not a music teacher and we have no piano, so I can only go so far, but I shall do my best. Anyway, Victor, you make teaching a pleasure, so I will always be happy to tell you as much as you want to know. The other thing about the harp is that you can bend notes on them much more easily and powerfully than would be possible with a chromatic harmonica. Now I understood everything. My harmonica at home was a useless object that I would ignore in future. It hardly deserved the name of a musical instrument. I think I want to get a real harp one day. I'm sure you will, Victor. But now I will tell you about Slim Harpo, because I know a little about him. He was a real master of the blues harp. Mr Love made himself comfortable in his seat 
as he did whenever he intended to give me some information. He was born in the 1920s and his name by birth was James Moore. He came from Louisiana. He was an orphan and worked on the docks and as a building worker during the 1940s. He began his performing life in bars in Baton Rouge, where he used the name Harmonica Slim, accompanying his brother-in-law Lightning Slim. He was named Slim Harpo by his producer J.D. Miller and started recording in 1957. Just think of that, young Victor, just five years after you were born. That is fantastic. It's so old, but it's still in my life. Maybe that means it will always be part of my life. There is no reason why it should not be so, Victor. Because today there are still young blues musicians in Chicago. Wonderful electric blues musicians like Howling Wolf and Muddy Waters. Those are marvellous names. I really like how they sound. How did they get names like this? Did they get them the way Slim Harpo got his name? Yes, either that way or they were nicknames. You might be given a nickname at school by your friends. Hmm, what would that be? Impossible to say. Sometimes it's a shortening of your name. Victor, for example, would become Vic. Daniel would become Dan. And Robert would become Rob or even Bob. Then there are names that change completely. John can become Jack. Margaret can become Maggie. But these are now really nicknames. In the army, people used to get nicknames based on their surnames, like Smudger Smith, Dusty Miller, Chalky White or Nobby Clark. Those are interesting names. Are there any others? There are many, many more than I can remember. But here are a few more. Pitchy Black, Dinger Bell, Bunny Warren, Swampy Marsh, Nosy Parker, and Spider Webb. Then there are nicknames which might come from some skill or personality trait or idiosyncrasy. He noticed my confusion at the word idiosyncrasy. Idiosyncrasy means, he looked slightly dreamy for a moment, then continued, something you do or say that no one else would do or say, or maybe very few people would do it or say it. For example, my interest in blues music would be regarded as eccentric for an Englishman by many. Ah, that is good. Then I'm eccentric. I'm very pleased to be eccentric. Now we're both eccentric. Indeed we are, young Victor, Mr Love laughed. But I would not say so to anyone else. Because, well, people don't tell others that they are eccentric. It's hard to explain why. So maybe you will just have to take my word for that. Maybe when you are older, that will be easier to understand. Anyway, enough of this chatter. Let us listen to another song about bees. 
This one is called Queen Bee Blues and it's by a gentleman called Bumblebee Slim. Mr Love sorted through his box of records and pulled out another brown paper sleeve. He extracted the 78 record with great care and placed it on the turntable. He set the needle down and the hiss and crackle commenced. Queen Bee, Queen Bee, Queen Bee, please come back to me Cause you got the best dance stinger any queen bee I ever seen. Mr. Love noticed that I had tears in my eyes at the end of the song. What's wrong, Victor? Are you feeling all right? He asked in a gentle, concerned tone. Has something upset you? Sorry, Mr. Love. It's just that that song made me think about Alice. Mr. Love said nothing but simply nodded and waited for me to continue. Well, Alice was my friend and now she's gone to Herefordshire and I may never see her again. That was too much for me and I burst into tears. Mr Love still nodded and I got over the upsurge of emotion. When he could see I'd stabilised myself, Mr Love said, You see, Victor, you have the blues and, well, this is a large part of blues. The music comes from emotions. It comes from sadness, but it also comes from joy. Blues is sung to express human emotions and the stronger the emotion, the better the music. So, so that would make me a good blues singer, Mr. Love. Yes, Victor, although, I hope that your blues will come more from joy than from sadness. But some sadness in life is important, I think. Maybe if there is no sadness, there would be no joy. But, he laughed, I'm no philosopher, so I have nothing very profound to say about joy and sorrow. All I can say is that you will learn about life from living and you will be able to sing about what you feel. You will find that there are blues songs to suit almost every circumstance. May I ask, Victor, and please tell me if it is none of my business, but why would you not be able to see Alice again? Herefordshire is not so very far away. Well, I felt that hot sensation again but I got some kind of spanner from my willpower bag and tightened up my emotional plumbing. Alice's parents did tell me that they'd invite me to come and stay, but, oh? And my mother told me that my father wouldn't allow me to go anyway, so it's useless. Oh. So, I reached for the spanner again. That's why I will never see Alice again, unless I can find her when I grow up. Well, Victor, that is not impossible. Maybe you should not give up hope. Who knows? There may come a letter one day or a Christmas card. And who knows? Your father may not always feel the same way.
Yes, when pigs learn to fly. There was no way my father was ever going to change his mind about anything. My father was a huge fortress of law and rules, and everything was written down with the absolute agreement of God. There was no chance of anything changing about anything. The only freedom I had was in Wayflood Woods, where I hoped I would see the White Lady again. I'd sit in an old yew tree for hours, trying to be silent enough to see her, but she never came other than in dreams.